God bless you today. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you, worship team, for bringing us into the presence of the Lord with that wonderful selection of songs that has truly blessed us and inspired us. Can you believe this is the very first Sunday of 2021? We've navigated through some difficult and challenging times in the past. In fact, what I want to do is to be able to um, uh, share with you some thoughts on how we should begin this year. How, what posture should we be uh, in and what mental state can we try to find ourselves so that we can really move forward in this year. Look, first of all, there is no question that we have just finished one of the most difficult years in probably all of our lives. I'm almost sure that very few of us have lived to see something as difficult and as challenging as 2020. Uh, we were impacted in every way. Uh, every part of our life has been turned upside down. And I think it would be a mistake for us to, yes, we definitely have to forget, as I, as I spoke of just uh, yesterday or, or a few days ago at the, as we closed out the year on that subject, but today we definitely have to push those things aside. But what should we remember? In fact, that's what I want to preach about today. What should I remember? What can I place my mind on today that will help me uh, to, to find my balance as we begin this first Sunday of the year. Where should my thought process be? Because, look, we've been in fa uh, uh, impacted and affected in every area, health-wise, financially. Uh, we've, our freedoms have been impacted. Uh, the normalcy of our life has been turned upside down. And one of the worst things we could do is try to deny that this has not happened, or even worse than that, a blame it on an innocent party, as we see in the passage that I've selected today. I'm reading from Ruth, uh, chapter three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chapter one, verses um, uh, twenty through twenty-one, and this is Naomi's response as she had come back from a very bitter part of her life's journey. She returned. Her return was celebrated by people that knew her, neighbors and friends. And as she's listening to their words of celebration and her return, look at how she breaks out in this statement. Verse 20, don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Wow, what a pop. Before we judge her, before we judge her, please, let's try to understand why she's making this statement. She was not breaking faith with God or Jehovah or her Almighty God. She addresses him correctly. This was sprouting from the deep pain that she was feeling. So what you're hearing here in Naomi is her emotional voice. She had lost, and if you read the story, you'll find she, she had lost in every area of her life. She had lost loved ones. She had, had lost her reputation in the sense of the inheritance that she was supposed to have. And the things that she thought were firm and forever, all of a sudden, were gone. They were a mist in the air. And she was hurting, as she said this so well, better than I could ever say it, her misfortune, her affliction came from God. Because remember, in that time, in the Old Testament, 
they actually believed that, that the deity would punish you if you did something wrong. And if it was even perceived in your thinking, in your way of life, that you were doing something out of righteousness, deity, God, in this case, Jehovah God, God, the Almighty God, would come and punish you. So she's aggregating to him what was understood at that time. And so I want us to cover Naomi with a bit more patience and grace because she was speaking out of her broken emotion. And, you know, if we personalize this right now, many of us have been there. The pain of this past year has been horrible. Some of you listening to me right now, you've lost loved ones. Many of you, when your loved ones were in the hospital, we were not even able to go there. In fact, it still breaks my heart and hurts me. The funerals, some funerals that I did this year and burials, uh, the family was limited to how many people can be there. And it was done in such an impersonal way. We were not able to greet each other the way we used to greet each other. Churches were closed down. When you think about the horrors of, uh, uh, that could ever happen to a nation and to a world, we just went through that through 2020. And if we try to blame some system or some person, uh, they're very gifted and, and crafty in being able to get away from any association with guilt. But in reality, even though systems failed us, the reality is that God did not fail us. But Naomi, speaking from her pain, as we have probably done this past year, blaming God. Why is God? Where is God? Uh, for the calamity of what took place. No one could have predicted this. No one could have foretold this. And what in the middle of this pain that we're feeling, and this anger, and this deception, and this affliction of bitterness... Yes, we lash out at God, but let's back up for a moment and, and let's try to remember things that will help us getting through. The first consideration that I would give you is that uh, we need to remember that we are not what we were yesterday. You know what? You've heard it said over and over in 2020, and it's already still percolating, this thought in the air. I can't wait till we get back to normal. I can't wait till things get back to the way they were. We need to stop for a moment. Time has a way of changing us. Life marks us. Problems and vicissitudes will impact us many times in a negative way. So we don't really want to go back to the normal. We have to create a new normal as we move forward because we are not what we were before. Some of you started the year last year, and I'm saying this as, as carefully and as compassionately as I can, but I want to say it nonetheless because we need to confront the realities of where we are. Some of you have started this year now as orphans. You were an orphan in the beginning of last year. Some of you lost loved ones. Some of you were proud of your achievements at work, and all of a sudden, because of this pandemic, you've been affected economically, and you've lost your, your job and the career path that you were on. You're not what you were yesterday. You're different. And you've been, you've been injured. You're some still bleeding from what has happened because time and circumstances have a way of changing us. You're a different person today. As we in the church prepare to restart, we're planning on gathering again on the 24th, uh, the, uh, uh, Sunday of this, Jan this month, January, if COVID kind of is broken and, and gets away from us. That's the plan. But even in our, our worship and our greeting, it's going to be different. It will not be the same. And it probably should not be the same because we are not what we were 
yesterday. Remember that. Number two, remember that it was God that brought us this far. So many of you have already gotten the vaccine. Some of you are planning already to get it. And you feel, well, you, now you feel uh, that you're going to make it. No, no, no. Uh, the, the science has its place. And get your vaccine and wear the masks and do the right thing. I think that's, the, that's wise. But let's really face the true reality. It has been God who has brought us this far. We have made it to January 2021 because of God's protection over us. We might have felt abandoned in 2020. You might have felt like no one was with you, but let me tell you the truth. The truth is God was with you. He accompanied us through the journeys of the ups and downs of last year. And when he was not accompanying us, you know what he was doing? He was carrying us through the valley of and of pain. That's what God has never left us alone. God has brought us this Yes, crown. We almost went in the storm. But we have to remember that God has sent us through. Simply, we are living still in affliction. Doesn't mean that we are living a defeated life. No, it was God that has brought us this far. Remember that. Remember, as we move forward in this new year, is that purposes and of God for you have not changed. He still has a for you. We have a momentary pause, a momentary interruption, a side sidetrack for a moment because of the what happened this past year. The world. that he has for your life, for your career, for your future, for your business, for your education, for your plans to the future. God's plan for you and purpose has not changed. On the contrary, it is still, it is still vibrant for you. God still wants the best for you. He has plans that will be fulfilled. The will of God is not changed because of coronavirus and the pandemic. No, that stands the test of time. In fact, failures don't nullify the plan of God over your life. I, Naomi was quick in speaking out of the pain of her emotion, but in no way that God cast her aside. Uh, we are human. We make mistakes. We say things we shouldn't say. We act in ways that are inappropriate. But I want to tell you today that the plan of God for you and for me has not changed. He still has a plan and purpose. In fact, I want to take this a little further. Even with our church, things have changed. We have less seats in our sanctuary. Many things have changed. Now we, you see me more through a camera than face to face. And even when we gather in person, when we were able to gather in person, we can't greet each other the way we used to. We, we, we've changed. But the plan of God over this church and this ministry have not changed at all. That will still go, come into fruition. God's plans will, will happen over our lives and over our ministry and over your family. Rest assured that what he wants to accomplish to your children will be accomplished in your home. It will be accomplished. That has not changed. We need to remember that. 
Fourthly, we need to also remember, this is an, uh, this is an interesting point. When I studied and reread it several times in order to make sure that I present it to you correctly. But, you know, we always talk about fruits of the Spirit and fruit of our Christian walk and, and evidence that we are the children of the King. But, you know, trials also bring fruits to bear. Trials also bear fruit. Look at what Paul says to the, uh, the Roman Christians in chapter 5, verses 3, 4, and 5. He says, not only so, but we also glory in our suffering because, now listen closely, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. There's a fruit of suffering. And perseverance, character, there's another fruit of suffering. And character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God loves, God's love has been poured, on, uh, poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I believe that when we go through trials and difficulties, it's a way that, that God uses to shape our character and our temperament. I believe that many of us are more patient because we went through 2020 than we were before. I believe that now we are more grounded spiritually because when all systems have been, have been removed, we had no option but to rely on God and on our faith. And so I believe that we should be stronger because of that because every trial, every difficulty produces fruit for us. It allows us to be, as we saw in the text, it, it, it shapes our character. You, you don't panic the way you used to panic. You don't go to 10 immediately. Because we weathered 2020 where it looked like we were losing everything around us. And yet God has seen us through. And so think for a moment, remember for a moment the fruits, the lessons that God has taught us in 2020. Think about them now and how it's going to affect 2021 and impact it. And it should impact it in a, in a very positive way. The next thing I want to bring you is to, to remember is that uh, we need to remember that God is patient even with our human outbursts. There's no question that Naomi had a human outburst. This was her, her human frailty speaking. But God was patient with her. God didn't discard her to the side. And the truth is, 2020 proved your spiritual walk with God and mine as well. And there might have been moments in our journey where we said things we shouldn't have said, thought things we shouldn't have thought, judged in a way that was inappropriate, made decisions that were skewing us away from God rather than toward God. God didn't just wash his hands with your life or mine. God is patient with us. I want you to remember that. We sometimes discard people left and right, but God does not. In fact, when we're going through difficult and challenging moments, God draws us in or tries to woo us in even closer to him. He is a patient God. He is patient with our outbursts. We need to run to the place of brokenness and confess those outbursts to him. But he is patient with us. He'll give us another opportunity. He'll give you another opportunity. In fact, after weathering 2020 and getting to January of 2021, this is a great time to consecrate our lives today, again, to the Lord. I want to encourage you, go to that altar of brokenness, that altar of confession. Start over again because God is patient with your outburst, with our outburst. Remember that. You are not disqualified. On the contrary, he understands your humanity because he made you and he made me. He's able to tolerate that. Yes, 
Naomi said words, but they were coming out. She even says it. It came out of her agony. It came out of her difficulty. It came out of her, the challenging moments that she went in. You don't think God know, knew that? I mean, COVID-19 surprised many people, did not surprise God. There is an end coming to this horrible pandemic. It will come to end. And it will, it will cease to dominate everything in our lives. And we'll return to reconstruct with the, the remains of what we have. God will be patient with us. He's patient with this church. He's patient with our ministry. And we'll move forward because of that patience he has with us. We should remember these things. We are not what we were yesterday. We should remember that God has brought us this far. We should remember that God still has a purpose and plan for us. We should remember that afflictions bear fruit as well. We should remember that God is patient with our human outbursts. You know, when I was preparing this sermon and I was thinking about the clothes that I was going to use for the sermon, the, what came back to me over and over, and I want to read it. You'll know it once I, start, once I mention it. You'll know what it is. But I want to read it anyway because the last thing that I want us to be able to focus on is to remember that... Um, uh, we can be strengthened in the Lord. We can be strengthened in the Lord. Remember that. Our source will strengthen us. He will strengthen us. And, and I want to uh, close out before I pray uh, this passage from Habakkuk, uh, chapter 3, the closing of this book. It reads in the following way. It says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the Olive crops fail, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls, yet I, that's crazy, after losing everything, after having nothing, the writer here says, the prophet Habakkuk says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. And he goes further with the second statement. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Understand where we, are, where we are today. But listen, you can be strengthened in the Lord to march forward, to rejoice, to have hope once again in your life, to realize that although this COVID is not over, God is not over either with us. He's going to see us through to the other side. Of all the things we could do as we kick off this year, I think one of the top things we should have in our minds is to remember the goodness of the Lord and to remember God in your daily living. Let's pray. Father, I come before you thanking you for allowing us to arrive here in January 2021. Battered, bruised, Deflated, connecting so much with Naomi's story in the book of Ruth. But, Lord, it really is not your doing. Life has its ups and downs. I pray, dear Lord, that as we see uncertainty around us, that we can nonetheless, as we read in the prophet Habakkuk, that we might be able to be strengthened in you, Lord, find joy in you, hope in you. We know, Father, that the end for this pandemic is can't arrive soon enough, but it is coming. And we'll be able, Lord, to reassemble our lives once again. Help us, Father, to continue to trust in you, particularly this year, that what we thought we lost last year, we will gain 
multiple times over this year. Bless our home. Bless our children. Bless our trajectory. Bless our church. Thank you, dear God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Once again.